Hey, listeners, get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road, work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to track when you wake up in the middle of the night. By understanding what causes the wake-ups, you might be able to minimize them and enjoy those visions of sugar plums dancing in your head. I have five children, so I have experienced a lot of interrupted sleep over the last 13 years. But even without little kids, sleeping eight hours straight is hard for many adults to manage. And that's okay. There's some evidence that humans historically would have slept in multiple shifts, going to bed with the sun, waking up in the middle of the night for a while, and then experiencing a wave of sleepiness in the hours before dawn. Waking up once is not a problem. It's waking up multiple times and then being unable to quickly fall back asleep. That can lead to fatigue. As with all things time-related, the best way to spend your time better is to figure out where the time is going now. And that includes overnight time. Even if you don't have any interest in tracking your work time or your leisure time or your family time, if you'd like to sleep better, it might be worth tracking your time with an eye toward focusing on sleep. Track a full week, all 168 hours, because you want to see things like daytime sleep, snooze sleep, crashing on the sofa at night sleep, and yes, middle-of-the-night wake-ups. This last one requires a bit of logistical planning to track. As you can imagine, most of us aren't in a mental state to track overnight activities all that well. You can definitely use sleep apps, and for many people, that is a great solution. I have my phone in airplane mode in my room, and if I wake up in the night to deal with the baby, I take a quick glance at my phone to see the time. Because it's in airplane mode, I won't get sucked in by a notification or text. If you'd prefer not to use that solution or a sleep app, you can put a small clock by your bed. I have one across the room, but I can't see that without my contacts in, so that doesn't work for me. I have trained myself to remember the time, but if you don't think you will remember, you could just write it down. Keep a notepad and a pen by your bed. Then, in the morning, you can transfer the time from your notes to your log. As for the duration of the wake-ups, this is tricky too at least if you're choosing not to use an app. You clearly aren't looking at the time at the exact moment that you fall asleep. But you can approximate. After I'm done feeding or settling the baby, I check the time again. And I generally round to the next 15-minute mark to count when my sleep begins. If I find myself lying awake for a while, I will estimate. Or look at the clock again, if sleep is particularly elusive. 
In any case, you only need to do this for a week or so. The point is to see which nights are better than others, or if there are any patterns. If you always wake up at, say, 4.45 a.m., it's highly likely that something external and routine is triggering it, like a noisy machine that goes off then, or an early rising neighbor whose dog sends him off to work. You might also note if something internal is triggering the wake-ups, like you need to go to the bathroom, or you're hot or cold. Many of these issues can be alleviated with experimentation, like not drinking much liquid right before bed, or turning the thermostat down a degree or two. The culprit might also be someone or something, your own pets, or a partner. That last one does not need to be a huge deal. You can love someone intensely and still decide that sleeping together isn't the best approach. Really, separate beds are not a signal of a problem. Just spend plenty of time snuggling together before going off to sleep separately, or build in some morning cuddle time. You might also note if it's easier to fall back asleep at certain times than others. Many people have a hard time falling asleep if it's light out. Blackout shades can help. But maybe the problem is that when you see light of any sort, it triggers a waking impulse. So you might need to make sure that you don't turn on the light in the bathroom, if that's the case. I have definitely learned not to try to read on my phone when I'm feeding the baby in the middle of the night. Inevitably, it will take me a lot longer to fall back asleep if I do, even if it makes staying awake easier and more pleasant in the moment. Many of us learn to function on compromised sleep but seldom at peak productivity. Figuring out ways to sleep better can be a real gift to yourself. So if you are not sleeping your best, track your time for a week or two to see what you can learn. Try some experimentation and troubleshooting. You just might wind up waking up more rested and ready to take on the world. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.